0: Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. It's time for the Say Hey Podcast, your San Francisco Giants podcast for the real ones. Available on your podcast platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast and like our page on Facebook. This episode 27 of the say hey podcast this is doug hayes aka say hey doug it is march 17th 2021 we are without my co-host say hey rob tonight but we are extremely excited to be joined by taylor worth taylor is sf beat writer where he covers the giants in 49ers you can follow him on twitter at worth tm that's w-i-r-t-h-t-m taylor how you doing this evening and uh how was the weather when you're down in arizona
1: uh i'm doing good uh thanks for thanks for having me on i it's um we're definitely gonna miss Robbie on here um <laughs> R- Robbie's my guy but Gee, uh thanks <laughs> uh it's it's just not the same no um yeah i, I just got back from arizona it was pretty uh pretty lame not gonna lie it, it was pretty cold not very uh spring training like um only went to a few games uh i i was by myself i I didn't know a ton of people down there but it it was fun um but it wasn't it didn't feel like much of a spring training performance at least from what i'm used to
0: i think uh this year is just different for everybody i mean it's just it's still weird so nothing's normal Um, no but uh you know before we get into questions i i was we were talking before there i know it's been a a really busy 24 hours actually last like 48, 72 hours for you just because the Niners have been all over the news signing, you know, Trent Williams and uh, Mac and Verrett and Yushek is back. So I know you've been very busy not only covering the Giants, but the 49ers as well.
1: Yeah, um, it, it's, it, it's a good busy, though, you know. It, it, it's um, when, you're, when you're not going to games, at least you want stuff to talk about and analyze and write about. So, um, yeah, I, I like it.
0: Awesome. Well, let's talk some baseball then. Um, For sure. So the roster was cut from 74 to 49 on Sunday, including Joey Bart, Patrick Bailey, Curvin Castro, Kervin Castro, Camilo Duvall, uh, and several more notable names. Obviously, some of these names we will continue to see in lineups since there is no minor league fallback as of right now. But uh, which mid-March option surprised you and who was actually removed from the roster?
1: Um, well... I think uh, either yesterday or the day before um, Gabe Kapler talked about um, why Elliot Ramos was still on the roster when other guys were cut. And it was interesting because he said that he's still on the roster because they want to reward his, his, um, his good play so far uh, throughout spring. And that makes sense. But what doesn't make sense is, you know, why a guy like Joey Bart would be cut, not cut, but um, you know, reassigned i should say um sure. he's also having a great spring and he's somebody who i think would benefit from um you know more of those at bats more more work with the team a longer look even though they've already said he's not going to make the uh, the major league roster but he's someone who i think would be in the same boat as a ramos so that was kind of surprising um but everyone else no, nobody else really surprised me um uh, they've they said coming in spring training there's really only a few spots in this roster that are up for grabs so you know m- most of those names if not all those names were uh not very surprising to me
0: yeah and it's interesting because you know like you said there's nowhere to go so these guys aren't really like they're not getting reassigned physically like you said they're literally like staying in arizona um mm-hmm. in scottsdale with the team anyways so they're continuing to work with the team um so, yeah, it's just interesting because, I mean, does this I've, – I've heard – I don't know. This is kind of off script, but uh, is, it, uh, is it because they don't have to be paid if they were on th- – I think it was through today there was a deadline for something, correct, that if they were still on the roster they're getting paid for some sort of reason or they don't get paid?
1: Um, I
0: believe
1: – yeah, I, I'm i not super I, – I could be wrong. Sorry, I, I didn't believe, mean to catch you off there. No, no, no. <laughs> I heard that I think, somewhere. I think there is some sort of bonus um, – uh, for a spring training bonus for, um, being on the roster at this point. But I, I don't think that that had any motivation or is not that much of an
0: impact right now. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, you, you've been down in Arizona at camp recently. Uh, so you've seen, have you seen Brandon belt for yourself and if so, how does he look?
1: We saw him, uh, I believe he was walking around the field, uh, stretching, doing some activities. Um, one of the days, and I think he's, been out there almost every day um but we don't we didn't see a whole lot of him he's still working working his way back from one heel surgery two he had covid three he had mono so he's he was hit with a lot in the offseason and uh he he told us that he's he's feeling really he he felt really weak and he's lost some weight he's trying to rebuild strength and um he he I th- I'm not entirely sure that he's going to be ready for opening day. I know that's what you want to touch on. But, uh, yeah, I-, I think Brandon Belt, um, he- he's still got a little bit more work to do before he can see some game action.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I, uh, at least knowingly, I didn't have COVID in this last year, but I've had mono before. In fact, mm-hmm. speaking of Rob, Rob and I had it, like, back-to-back, and I'm <laughs> – we, we were, it was our senior year of high school and we're pretty sure we got it off the water uh, spouts at football practice. And okay. I'll tell you what, I was knocked out for like three to four solid weeks. And yeah. um, so I can imagine, you know, that takes time to get your strength back um, and muscle memory back. It takes time. So yeah, kind of just to go off of that, um, you know, you said you're not sure if he's gonna be ready for opening day, but if he's not uh, and he starts a season on the IL, who does that benefit?
1: Um well I, I think you know, if we're talking about face first base replacements, there's a guy like uh Tommy has played first base in spring. Um um Wilmer Flores will play first base, probably he'll probably see the most time at first base, but I think it'll also benefit um a guy like Buster Posey, you know once the season starts, the team hits the ground running and, you know, maybe Posey's at the point where you want to ease him in a little bit and this will be a nice opportunity to ease him in. I know he already has a hip issue that flared up uh, the past, you know, day or two. So I think uh, it, it benefits the team in terms of flexibility. Um, I know they want to, Again, if Joey Bart was up, it would have benefited him too, but he's not going to be. So I, I think of the guys like Listella and Flores and uh, even Posey.
0: Okay. Yeah, because, and, and I mean, I would. it really depends, and we'll get to him in a little bit, but Darren Ruff too, because we know he's, he's been kind of getting some yeah. looks and left in at first, so that'll be interesting as well. But um, although Jason Vossler has been hot this spring, is he still on the outside looking in at whether he begins the season with the big club?
1: Yeah, he's been incredible. Um, he leads the team and hits with you know, 11 or 12 or something. He's up there amongst, you know, the best, not the best, but the most in terms of uh, all of MLB. So he's he's been on fire. Um, in ter- field is already set um they have they have so many guys in that infield so there isn't really room for him right now but he's been incredible I, I think he's somebody he's 27 years old who you know we could see this season depending on if there's an injury or a trade or uh rosters expand later on in september but, but you know he's probably going to start in triple a and i i like him as a player and uh, i'm really intrigued to see how he does
0: well you brought up that depth in the infield um So let's talk about with the extra depth in the infield this year and no DH for this season. uh, What are the Giants' true plans with guys like Solano and Flores, who aren't necessarily great defensively, but are bats that you'll want in the lineup?
1: Well, I I think a guy like uh, Donovan Solano, who's you know proven to be a stud for two years now with the Giants, um, at batting averages over three hundred in each each season, Um, and then Wilmer Flores, who was, um, you know, one of the most productive bats in that lineup last year. I think they're going to be in the lineup as much as possible, if not every day. Um, And it's kind of something that, yeah, their defense isn't great, but um, it's something the team's kind of got to, you know, take on the shoulder right now. Just you're going to have some miscues from them. You're going to have some, maybe some not so fantastic defense, but it kind of just comes with – the the great upside in their offensive ability
0: yeah that's a good point and, and rob and i've talked about multiple times now it's just nice for the first time it feels like in several years that the giants across the board whether that's um in the outfield the infield etc like they have depth issues and it's not like they're scratching and clawing and they're coming up with nothing like they have legitimate depth issues and it's nice to see that
1: yeah yeah and this is a team that's been so pitching in defense for the past decade. Um, And, you know, that's, that's a way of constructing a roster that I don't see them leaning on as much uh, moving forward. So I I think they'll sacrifice a little bit of defensive liability for uh, some plus offensive um, output.
0: Number one prospect. Marco Luciano will begin in low a San Jose to begin, begin the season. According to president of baseball operations, Farhan Zaidi. Um, do you think he has what it takes to reach at least double a uh, in 2021?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think um, Farhan said that, I believe that was last night. Um, he said that he's probably going to start in single a sac- uh Sacramento San Jose. And then he expects him, I think, to progress. um another level. So I, I would anticipate him being in double a, um, you know, maybe, maybe even before the all-star break, depending on how he does. But yeah, I, I anticipate him being, um, you know, making his way up pretty quickly over the next couple of years.
0: Yeah. And he's, he's kind of one of those, you know, major names prospects wise, where we'll want to follow because they have said, um, you know, they'll place conservatively, but they do want to advance, uh, swiftly. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be interesting to see if and we had kevin cunningham on last week who uh, runs giant futures and uh, covers prospects on a daily basis and um he still thinks that luciano's uh at least 23 24 2023 2024 before he gets up to the big league club so i mean it's it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of path they take this is a big year especially because obviously last year was lost so
1: yeah i, I it's hard to really estimate where prospects are right now because like you said, the, the last year. Um, But, you know, I was thinking about this last night If Luciano starts in San Jose and he gets up to double A this year. um, I would imagine like I could be way off, but I would imagine he would start in double A again next year. Um, And then, you know, maybe he gets triple A next year. Um, And then maybe the big leagues in twenty twenty. Like I guess that'd be 2023 Yeah. or, you know, if, if, if things go, you know, amazingly, maybe he could be a September call up in 2022, but I think 2023 would be what you aim for. And then you'd be pleasantly surprised, uh, you know, if he exceeds your expectations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, kids can be 20 next year. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's not like they're in a huge rush to like get him up to the big league club.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Um let's let's move to the outfield and talk about the man of the hour, Elliot Ramos. Uh what do you believe are the Giants' plans with where he begins and his impact on the major league club for 2021?
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people are um not there's some people that are clamoring him for for him to be up, you know, at opening day. And as fun as that would be, that's that's not realistic. So I, I think that he will definitely start in AAA. Um and I, he's a guy who I could see, you know, up in a few months, but maybe even before the all-star break, depending on, you know, how, how well he performs, but he's kind of had with the loss season last year, he also had an injury and then he's been injured, I believe the year prior. So he's, he hasn't put together a, a, a really strong, full hundred and however many games they play season. So I think they're really going to let him um, settle in somewhere and uh you know get a get a, a bunch of at bats before they think about calling him up but if what we saw in spring translates to where he begins i think yeah, absolutely we could see him up this season uh probably probably about midway or so
0: okay yeah i i would be interested actually cuz that's like one of those things i'm not 100% sure where they would place him i mean he in 2019 he had 106 plate appearances in richmond um, which is not a lot. So no. it, it would be interesting, especially since AAA, it sounded like it's going to be delayed like a month. I'm curious if maybe they keep just keep him down in Arizona and have him just keep working down there until you know AAA gets going. So that would be interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I'm actually really interested to see where all these guys get assigned. Um, just because I like to follow the farm system. And you sure. know, with the year off, there's, there's guys who aren't named – you know elliot ramos joey bart marco luciano who i'm interested to see um where they get placed so i I, i'm hoping that we get some more information on that soon but yeah the the minor league level is going to definitely interest me this year
0: absolutely and it's been nice to see the farm system gain some depth the last couple years uh, which is nice to see so um although a week ago i didn't think this would be a realistic question but Who has a better chance of making the big club out of camp, Steven Duggar or Darren Ruff?
1: Oh, um, honestly, neither of them excite me. Um, Darren Ruff's been – last year he was productive. You know, you could look at the advanced metrics and, um, you know, they, they, they show a pretty favorable season, but he still doesn't excite me a whole lot. I think he's pretty limited in terms of positional flexibility, which they like. Uh, he plays first base and outfield, but his outfield play is rather suspect. So he's more of a first baseman DH type, and there's no DH, so he's more of a first baseman. And um, so he, he, I think he's going to make the roster over a guy like Steven Duggar. Um, he's my fifth outfielder right now. I'm looking at my projections. He's I, I got Darren Ruff and, um, and then Steven Duggar not making it. But I was kind of hoping that – Instead of Darren Ruff, we would have an outfield of Yastrzemski, Dickerson, uh, Slater, Dubon. And yeah. uh, I was hoping uh, Lamont Wade Jr. would make it um, just because he's had a really strong spring and he plays all three outfield positions. And he seemed, to, he seemed like a guy who, uh, you know, they were really high on. And I know they still are, but they traded for him for a reason. And um, I, I thought he offered more upside than, uh, than a Darren Ruff.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I it, it, And I'll, I'll say this. I am not a huge Steven Duggar fan. I, I mean, in regards to Darren Ruff, I agree he's limited defensively. Um, he's definitely built more for first base. But he hits lefties really well. I mean, that's mm-hmm. proven. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's like, – like Duggar's been – and, again, you have to take it with a grain of salt because, you know, pitching and spring training, you can't really take – everything you know in stride and be like yeah this guy's having a great spring he's gonna have a great year it's yeah. that's not how it works but and you know that but I mean the thing with Duggar is he's maybe the closest thing to a pure center fielder that the Giants have in their system that's you know ready probably because you know Yastrzemski is an average center fielder Dubon's still new out there mm-hmm. um you know, it but it goes back to kind of what you said a couple questions ago the Giants are probably willing to, you know, take the loss defensively to make sure that they have someone in the lineup they can depend on.
1: Yeah. with well, Duggar, um, I, I think he's a great defender. And I think that he would be a good, I think he, if you're looking for a specific um, compliment to Dubon, bond, a lefty compliment, Duggar would be the obvious answer um, because I think they would like to keep Yastrzemski in right field as much as possible. But um, the thing with Duggar offensively is that last year before spring training um, or the 2019, 2020 off season, he, he changed up his swing and it was more, I think he went to the same hitting coach as um, What's his name? Uh, Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers. And he, you could see it in his swing last spring training, and he got hurt last year, and we didn't get to see him a whole lot at the plate. Um, I don't remember exactly how many at bats he had, but, you know, if he's healthy, I would like to see if that adjustment can translate. But, you know, what the limited um, time we did see him last year, he didn't look very good. So, uh, right now, I have him on the outside looking in, but I could very well see him, uh, you know, making a push and still making it.
0: Okay. Um. The Say Hey podcast is sponsored by Manteca Bedquarters. Whether you're located in the Bay Area or the Central Valley, head out to Manteca and visit Manteca Bedquarters for great rates on mattresses from Stearns and Foster. Tempur-Pedic and other top brands. Manteca Bedquarters also has bedroom furniture and bedding accessories. Located on the corner of Main and Yosemite in Manteca, visit MantecaBedquarters.com for more details. Let's talk a little pitching. Uh, Alex Wood is having injury issues yet again, uh, this time with his back. What's actually going on with him, and what is his timetable for his return?
1: Yeah, that uh, that was kind of surprising because he was, in my eyes, and I think in their eyes, he was penciled into a rotation spot already. Um, yeah. And, you know, when I first heard he's having back surgery, I was like, oh, this is going to be extensive. But they came out and they said that they're not going to, um, you know, say he's going to miss opening day. They're not going to commit to him missing opening day. So it That's sounds like thing. it could be minor. Um, I. I I didn't get a whole lot of information on it. I just, I know he's having back surgery and it it sounded bad, but apparently it may not be as bad as we thought. So I think we'll hear more uh, in the next few days, but you know, he he's a guy who I think what they, they need him to anchor down one of those spots. So I, I think they're hoping it's, you know, a few week injury
0: yeah absolutely and i mean uh, we did our uh you know top five players who were looking forward going into spring training a couple weeks ago before it actually started before the game started and alex wood was my number one guy because Mm -hmm. i see the upside that he has when he's on the mound Um, but obviously his downfall is staying healthy staying on the field so um it sounds like you're saying though and again this is just speculation i mean nobody's 100 percent sure but um there's a shot that he may end up actually, you know, avoiding the injured list and being ready to go when the season opens. It sounds like
1: the, it sounded like they were hesitant to, you know, say he's going to miss time. So, reading between the lines, that's what I gather from it. But um, he's one of those guys that, if this team were to make the playoffs, he's one of those by low, super high potentially ceilings. That you know, if if the ball bounces their way with him and he's a shot in the arm, um, he there he's a guy that they're going to need to perform like the Alex Wood of years past in order to make the playoffs. So I, uh, they, they need him healthy and they need to uh, hope that he can um, bounce back to being a productive pitcher.
0: Yeah. And he was uh, fairly productive in that postseason, you know, world series run for the Dodgers last year. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, love to get that Alex Wood if we can. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Sanchez hasn't pitched in a game yet just in a simulated live scrimmage. Gabe Kapler said over the weekend that he has a real strong chance at making the rotation to begin the season. Do you believe that's something that can happen?
1: Um, I I think this is a little. I think it yes and no, but all because I I think the Giants do see a role for him in the starting rotation at the very beginning, and I do think that he's healthy enough to do that. But I think it's also, uh, you know, Kapler just giving confidence to one of his guys um, sure you know he's coming back from an injury so he's got to work hard he's got to you know prove himself and um, you know he's a guy that wants to start games so you know as a manager that's kind of what he's supposed to say but I do think that he he could uh, start in that fifth spot I, I think Logan Webb has the edge right now you know if I were to make the roster but um yeah, I, I have him making the roster no matter what. But I think he would probably be worked in as a bullpen guy right now until he builds up his strength 100%. And then he could absolutely start games. But, um, yeah, I think there's some truth to that.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world if he starts off the season, you know, in the bullpen. I mean, he he has yeah. experience there uh, in Toronto. And then I think he even came out of the bullpen for a little bit when he was at the Astros. So, it's not like it would be a completely new role from him. And it's – if we can get anything from a healthy Aaron Sanchez, we've seen <laughs> his stuff when he's healthy. Like, this is another yeah. – this is another, like you just said, buy low and maybe get a high surprise out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be fantastic if Aaron Sanchez was good to go. So, Yeah. Um, you mentioned Logan Webb. Uh, he's been impressive thus far in his three starts. Uh, the talk of the camp has been as much improved changeup. Is Webb in the rotation right away, or does he continue to work on his craft elsewhere, either alternative site, Arizona, or Sacramento, whenever they begin play?
1: Yeah, he's been um, by far the most impressive pitcher this spring. Um, I think he's at, like, six innings pitch, 10 strikeouts, hasn't given up a run. Um, We talked about his changeup. I I think it was either today or yesterday, uh, backup catcher Kirk Caselli, who caught um, – what's his name? In Cincinnati. Luis Castillo. There you go, yeah. uh, Luis Castillo. He said that you know Logan Webb's changeup reminds him of Castillo, which is would be very high praise if that yes. comes to fruition. So, um, I think right now, like I said, I have him in the fifth spot. I have him making the roster. Um, I have him over Aaron Sanchez, but it, again, with Logan Webb, it's we we haven't seen consistency out of him. So, if he can you know be productive the rest of spring, I think he's you know a for for sure uh, fifth spot. Sp- fifth spot starter right now so um yeah my, my money's on logan webb being in the starting reputation
0: well the thing that sets logan webb apart is yes he is limited in experience um i think he has what like seven innings pitched in sacramento it's it's yeah. really low i don't have the numbers <laughs> in front of me but it's really low but what sets him apart from the other starters he stays healthy and yeah. that's important because if you're not yeah. healthy, you can't pitch. And the Giants have to see that in Logan Webb and be like, this dude stays on the field. You know, we may not have a choice.
1: Yeah. He, he stays healthy, but he, you know, he, he last year he had that the issue where um, he, he would either start off strong or he'd finish strong, but he'd always have that one disastrous inning and yeah. it sank him every single time. And last year, you know, talking to Logan, um, just on the zoom calls we he, you could tell that like he was not in a good place mentally after some of these games he was he was really beat up and he was uh, really down on himself so I think as much as consistency is an issue or was an issue I think um, you know the mental aspect of it and his confidence in his stuff I think uh, will carry him to more success this year
0: yeah I'm hoping he can uh, whenever it is I'm hoping he you know, can take what he has right now and continue to build off that. So that'd be good. Um, last question. Uh, although far out, obviously, uh, do you think the Giants will be buyers, sellers, or stay putters at the deadline? I know we're so far away, and who knows? I just figured I'd ask this question.
1: Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I but Last year and the year before, it seemed as if they were – a little bit of buyers and sellers, they're not going to stay put. They're always going to look to finesse another team uh, for a a Mauricio Dubon for a Drew prom or whatever that was. Um, Yeah. But I think that they're going to, my prediction is that this team is hovering around 500 at the deadline and even late in the season. And they're going to make, you know, a couple moves to push them in the right direction, but also a couple moves that could benefit them down the road. So, um, I think they'll sell if they can get good packages. I think they'll buy if they can get productive, cheap controllable pro players. So uh, it's not one way or another, but I think it's going to be a little bit of both.
0: I want to ask you a fun question at, at off yeah. script here at the end. Uh, are, is a healthy 49er team, a Super Bowl contender again? <laughs> I'm a Niner fan. And I know you yeah, cover yeah. them on a daily basis. I just want to know. So, I mean, is a healthy 49er team, a Super Bowl contender again?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think they are. I, you know, if if we take the injuries from last year, and you know everyone's healthy, and the guys they re-signed this year are as advertised, like Trent Williams, and um, you know the other signings that they uh, that they that they made, and they drafted well, I think absolutely they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Um, you know, with the weapons they have on offense, Jimmy, if he's the starter, there's a lot of debate there. Um, he, <laughs> Just a little he, bit. it's pretty, it's a pretty easy offense for him to be average in and still succeed. So I think it's yes. built for him that way. And then with Nick Bosa coming back and some of the guys on defense, I think it's going to be another, another great defense. So that's a recipe for a playoff run, probably a deep playoff run and uh, maybe a Super Bowl.
0: Man, I sure hope so. I hope so because this last year was rough. Uh. <laughs> and
1: I got a, I got a, I got a fun question for you that I've kind of oh, been yeah. talking about in giant circles. But um, okay, another show I did, they asked me about um, the possibility of Belt Crawford and Posey who are all you know coming off the books, likely this off season. You know, where where do you see them going? And it was just a tough one because some of those guys, I mean, I can't imagine them you know cutting ties with and moving forward without and you know i have my answers but i'm curious you know what do you see those guys i don't want to turn the tables on you
0: no it's fine i'd be <laughs> happy to answer this because i'm very much a, a you know a team guy first not a player guy and uh you know I, I think it's colin cowherd says you know don't fall in love with players fall in like with them and yeah. so these guys have been around for a long time and if you listen to anything and are and any of our episodes and you've known us for years on Twitter, you know, Rob and I are very critical of Brandon Belt. Um, <laughs> but let me start in this or I'll, I'll try and make this quick. Uh, Posey, I think obviously will stay with the team uh, through the season. I've kind of started saying it in our Facebook group that I think he's going to probably get about 110 games this season. If he's healthy, obviously. Hmm. Um, Cause I think they value Kurt Casale and what he can do. Uh, but I see them not picking up his option next year. And I think Posey's a guy that would like to stick around and remain a giant. So I can see them maybe signing him for a one or two year deal and uh, for something cheaper and obviously being a guy that sticks around and teaches like a Joey Barton, Patrick Bailey, and is willing to take a lesser role possibly, especially if the designated hitters around next year in the national league, which there's yeah. a very good possibility. Um, Brandon belt, I think is, you know, again, I'm critical of him a lot, but I think we saw a switch this last year where he's just a monster against right-handed, uh, pitching. Uh, he's 32. So he's not like super old. Um, mm-hmm. I think the giants, if they can get, uh, you know, a middle of the road prospect for him, um, I can see Zayde moving on from him. I just, I don't think they're going to want to bring him back for a, you know, three, four year deal paying double digits a year, which I think he's probably going to require next year. Yeah. Um, And last but not least, Brandon Crawford, Um, I'm kind of torn on him. I mean, I I still think he's an above-average glove. I don't think he's obviously as good as he used to be. Um, He hits righties pretty decently, but he's almost useless against lefties. I think he's a true platoon guy this year. Uh, When a lefty's on the mound, we're not going to see him. Mm. So I I think Crawford's probably going to – not garner much interest from other teams unless he plays out of his, you know what, in the first half of the season and giants can get anything for him. I'd probably do it unless they're in the hunt, which who knows. So yeah, um, those are my thoughts on those guys.
1: Yeah. I, it's an interesting question. Cause I've, I've asked a, a few fans and you know, even some people in the media, like this offseason is going to be huge. Um, for a, a lot of reasons, but um, you know, most importantly, you could be saying goodbye to three, you know, corner, cornerstone players. So Absolutely. I, I think uh, the thing with Posey is that he he's got a twenty two million dollar option, which is a ton of money, and they're not going to pick it. Up. I I know no. I'm pretty confident in saying they're not going to pick it up, but I think that he could they could deny his option and then re sign him to obviously a lesser deal. Um, and I think so right agree. now they. Yeah. I think they could stick him at first base right now um, because with Joey Bart knocking on the door, you don't want Joey Bart to platoon. I I mean, I don't know. Maybe they do, but you, you want Joey Bart to get his at-bats. You want him to develop. You want him to, you know, take over. So I feel like they could maybe put Posey at first because I don't think they have a first base prospect, you know, ready within the next year or two. So
0: Logan Wyatt's like the closest thing in, yeah uh, yeah i mean he's nothing and i i think he's he's had some okay looks this spring but he's mm-hmm. nothing like you can bank on in the future moving forward with him
1: yeah and then with bell it's just been such a up and down ride with this team um he's always had so much promise but he's never actually lived up to it he's he, not always but he has had some injury history um and it's a park that never really played well for him. So I, I think Belt definitely leaves. And I think he signs with a, definitely an American League team. I was always thinking like a AL East team, somewhere with a a bandbox, you know, stadium that he can. Oh, put
0: him in, in Fenway or Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he, pop, he, he finally will pop out maybe 30 bombs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he can finally reach his potential uh, with another team like that. But Crawford's the one that's tough because it, I I don't know if the feeling will be mutual. I know for a fact he's going to want to come back. But like I said, I don't think the Giants are going to be super inclined to bring him back just because, you know, Farhan Zaidi is supposed to come in and, you know, get rid of these contracts and not have this attachment to these players that he had no, you know. He, he didn't bring on it in any way. So I feel like Crawford could be on the way out and the Giants aren't going to, have much interest in bringing him back but it's an interesting question because i i've it'll be a topic of conversation all year long and those are three guys that the fans are definitely gonna have a hard time without
0: well i'll i'll wrap it up in regards to crawford um you know obviously marco luciano is a shortstop they say he may end up at third but as for Mm -hmm. now he's a shortstop and he is you know from what we hear and what we see he's gonna be the guy Uh, you know, for the Giants in the next two to three years, realistically. Mm -hmm. Are they going to want to bring a Brandon Crawford back? Who knows? I mean, don't forget they have Will Wilson as well in the, in the system. And, you know, they have some guy named Mauricio Dubon who can play shortstop (laughs) as well. So I I think the safest thing for next year would just be like, Hey, Dubon, you know, you're 27 years old. You've gotten better, um, you know, every day since you've been with the program. Uh, you're going to be our, you know, majority of the time shortstop. And I think that's the easy fallback thing on to do. And you know what? They don't have to pay anybody from the outside. So, yeah.
1: And then you got, you know, next year, knock on wood, you got Elliot Ramos who's supposed to take over an outfield spot. You know, if you move Dubon into the infield, Ramos can take out, take over in the outfield. So I think there's definitely, uh, they're definitely covered there.
0: I agree 100%. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on. Um, again, you can follow Taylor Worth on Twitter, at WorthTM. He is a beat writer for SF Bay, covering the Giants and the 49ers. Taylor, I promise you next time, because I, I do want to have you on again, I promise you your boy <laughs> Rob will be on, okay? He was okay. disappointed he couldn't be here today as well, so he will be on next time.
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having
0: me on. <laughs> All yeah. right, so for Taylor, and say, hey, Doug, thank you very much. Have a good night, and go Giants.